are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Someone said, I'm a man of few words, but say them often. Because I teach so much on the same scriptures and the same principles. But I talked to the Lord about that. And I said, Lord, hadn't I taught enough on this? Can't I go on to something else? He said, just keep teaching it. Just say it a different way. Teach the same thing and say it from a different angle. Because the more ways you can say it, the more people will get it. So we're going to talk about understanding what you know. Have you ever heard somebody say, well, I don't understand all I know about this. (laughs) Well, there's some validity to that. There's a lot of people that don't understand what they know. You know certain things are in the Bible. You have knowledge of certain things, but you may not understand it at all. Understanding what you know. Proverbs, the fourth chapter. And let's read from verse uh, 5 down through verse 7. Get wisdom, get understanding. Forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not. For she shall preserve thee, love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Father, we thank you for your word tonight, and that the anointing of God shall minister to every person under the sound of my voice, the wisdom and the knowledge of God, and an understanding into their spirit in Jesus' name. I want you to realize that God's word is filled with faith. You know, the Apostle Paul says, so then faith cometh by hearing the word of God. God's word is filled with faith. If there wasn't any faith in the word of God, you couldn't get any faith from hearing the word. But the more you hear it, the more faith comes. And faith is the divine energy of God. I want you to open there to Matthew in the New Testament to the 13th chapter. Let me kind of give you some direction of the way we're going in this service. Jesus teaching the parable of the sower here in the 13th chapter. In verse 18, as he explains it, he says, Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower, when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, and understandeth it not. Then cometh the wicked one, and catches away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receive seed by the wayside. Now, I want you to notice that Matthew's account of this is different from Mark's account of it. In Mark, the fourth chapter, Mark records the same parable, but here's the way Mark says it. He says, when the word is sown, Satan cometh immediately to take away the word that was sown in the heart. Now, if you just took Mark's account of it, you would think, well, there's no need to hear the word because Satan can steal it anytime he wants to. But he can't. See, that's why it's important to read the other accounts of the scriptures because one writer will pick up something that others didn't see or didn't understand. I mean, after the service tonight, I could ask ten of you what you heard. And it probably wouldn't be the same thing. I mean, each one of you would hear it a little different. So Mark's account of it was accurate the way he heard it, but you see, when Matthew, when you read Matthew's account of it, it gives you better understanding of it. 
He said, when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one. In other words, if you don't understand the word of God, Satan is going to steal it from you. Now, that's his only hope to stop the word from working is to steal it from you. Because the word has the seed in itself. See, the Bible says, the, the law of Genesis, Genesis the first chapter, verse 11 and 12, God said everything produces after its kind. Every tree, every herb, every fruit tree whose seed is in itself. So you see, the seed is in the fruit itself. God's word is the seed. This is established in the parable of the sower. This is the seed that we sow in the kingdom of God. Now this kingdom, you notice Matthew called it the word of the kingdom because that's where it works, in the kingdom of God. Now this seed is the word of God. Then the soil is the heart of man or mankind. That's where faith works, works in the heart. Won't work in the head. Faith works in the heart. Now hope works in the head. See, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Well, you can hope for things and have no faith at all. But faith is the substance of it. See, you could hope for a good corn crop. Some farmer could hope for a good wheat crop. But if he doesn't plant any seed, he's not going to have it. I mean, the seed planting, the planting of it is what's going to cause the production. I mean, without planting, you'll have no production. There are other things involved. But it's sure, you can say this for sure, there'll be no harvest if you don't plant. And you won't necessarily harvest just because you do plant. Because you have to do some other things. But I can guarantee you there'll be no harvest if you don't plant. You know why? Because the seed is the substance of the thing desired. God's word, the promises of God, have been given to us. Now, Second Peter chapter 1 tells us this. God hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He's already done that. It's not something he's going to do. One of these days, he's already done it. God has already given it to us. Well, how has he given it to us? Through the exceeding great and precious promises. That by these, you might be a partaker of the divine nature. Amen. See, he didn't say you would be. He said you might be. You have to give diligence to be partakers of the divine nature. Amen. Now, how did he do this? How did he give us all things through the exceeding great and precious promises? In other words, God's word is the seed that will produce whatever you have need of. You just simply plant a seed for what you need. Now, you see, for years, the church, the body of Christ, has kind of separated the natural from the spiritual and said, well, you know, these natural things they have nothing to do with spiritual things. But you know, Jesus never did do that. He'd always reach out here with one hand and get a hold of natural things and say, now I'm going to show you how spiritual things work. That's what the parable of the sower is. is a parable to show you how the kingdom of God works within you. It will produce everything you have need of in this life. Just as in the Garden of Eden, God put Adam in a garden that had everything in that garden that he had need of. There was not one thing that he had need of in this life that was not in that garden. He had a total supply. 
even to eternal life was in that garden. The tree of life was in that garden. But you know, it didn't take him but three chapters to mess it all up. He got kicked out of the garden. But on the day of Pentecost, when men were born again, God restored the garden back to mankind. He gave us the garden back. And he established inside every believer the kingdom of God. Jesus speaking in Luke the 17th chapter to the disciples, he said, they won't say lo here and lo there, but he said, behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Now, when Jesus said that, it was not in there. They had not yet been born again. See, you have to understand how Jesus talks. This is why it's so vital to understand what you have knowledge of. See, everybody knows that Jesus said that, and you have only but to read to find out that that was before that men were born again. So they get confused over it. But if you'll understand how Jesus taught and how he talked, Jesus always called things that were not as though they were. He called it already done. Now, if you want to get more insight into this, you read the prayer that Jesus prayed in the 17th chapter of John. It goes something like this. He said, Father, I thank you that I'm no more in this world. Well, now, what are you going to do with that? I mean, here he is. They're looking at him eyeball to eyeball. And he's saying, Father, I thank you that I'm not in this world. But he was in this world. But you see, he's speaking as though he were already gone. And he said, I've given them thy word, and they have kept your word. You've got to be kidding. They was arguing about who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom. They had no idea what he was talking about. But he's calling things that are not as though they were. And you go on and on, and in that prayer, confession after confession, calling things that are not as though they were. And that's why Jesus said, Behold, the kingdom of God is within you. He's speaking as though it were already done, even though it was not done at that point. And in that same prayer, Jesus said this. Now, this will jerk the slack out of your chain. He said, I finished the work you gave me to do. What do you mean he's finished the work? He hadn't even gone to the cross, hadn't died yet. But as far as he was concerned, he had. He'd made a decision and a commitment to it, and he was calling it done. Can you see that? Well, it makes a difference when you can understand that. You see, if you can understand what you know about that, it opens up other truths of the Bible. And that's the reason Jesus got so much criticism and so much flack from the religious people of that day. They had no earthly idea of how he was talking or what principles he was going by because he crossed their religious tradition. But the kingdom of God has come to the earth. Now just stay with me, it'll turn out all right. (laughs) Jesus teaching his disciples to pray. In Matthew, the sixth chapter, he said, Pray this way, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, before I leave the broadcast, I want to remind you that all of this week, our CD offer is CD offer number 7131. That's 7131. Jesus, the seed of righteousness. It's a single CD for $8.00 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. In Galatians, the third chapter, 
The Apostle Paul says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, and that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. When Eve sinned and Adam committed high treason and turned the earth lease over to the devil and invited the curses into the earth, the curses came through sin. Don't blame God for the curses. They came because of sin, and Satan was the ultimate cause of it. But we notice that Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now, when you get down to verse 16, Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not unto seeds as many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. In other words, Jesus was the seed to whom the promise was made. Now, Abraham lived under that promise until the seed came to whom the promise was made. It was Jesus. And then we find in verse 23, But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith which should be afterwards revealed. Now when we get down to verse 29, it says, And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So we're talking about the fact that God is a farmer, and when he wanted righteousness in the earth, he planted his son Jesus here to bring righteousness. Jesus is called the firstborn among many brethren. If you're born again, your number's in there somewhere. That's offer number 7131, Jesus, the seed of righteousness. It's a single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, one eight seven seven three nine six ninety four hundred. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call one eight seven seven three nine six ninety four hundred, or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box sixty nine, England, Arkansas seven two zero four six. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.